Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. We come to the fourth Sunday of Advent. Last year, we barely had 24 hours because of how the calendar fell. But this year, we have almost a full fourth week of Advent. For the first reading, we have 2 Samuel 7, and we hear King David talking to prophet Nathan about building a house to the Lord. And the Lord has a long speech with a promise of the covenant that will come from David's loins, as the text tells us. And then we move into Psalm 89. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. We know that David, being a harpist, wrote beautiful psalms for the Lord. He was an only a warrior. He also composed poems and songs. And he was known to even dance in front of the altar of the Lord. Then in the second reading for today from Romans 16, we hear Paul telling us, to him who can strengthen you, according to my gospel, according to the revelation of the mysteries, and now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all the nations. So you can hear the themes for today. It's beholding the manifestation of the Lord, the revelation of the mystery, this is what we celebrate in this last week, what we ponder, the mystery of God made present, the beholding of the Lord. And in the gospel, in Luke 1, starting in chapter 26, the angel appears to Mary, and we review that gospel reading again from the perspective of beholding, because we hear both the angel used the word, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And then Mary, in her answer, says the same thing. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. So what does this word, behold, mean? Is the uh, center of the meditation for today. What are you beholding? In Spanish, uh, the word translates, he aquí. The Virgin Mary says, he aquí la esclava del Señor. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. And there's a sense of being present. He aquí, I am here. Behold, I am being, I'm being held in this place. It's very interesting how the word in English and in Spanish are different, but they hold the same idea about being present, opening up to, re to receive, being receptive. So what are you receptive to in this last week of preparation for the Lord? What is the thing that you are truly beholding in your life? Are you turning your eyes and making room for the Lord? Or are the things of the season keeping you worried and busy and anxious between the uncertainty and the preparations? Are you able to take deep breaths and focus on beholding the Lord that is coming and being made present with that fruitfulness of Mary that allows herself to say, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let us go deep into the readings for today and take a look from the perspective of how we behold and how we might change our own gaze.
In the reading of 2 Samuel 7, we find King David settling his palace and enjoying the rest from having no enemies. And the Lord has helped him defeat all the foes and he's resting in his palace made of cedar. There's a time for everything under the sun. And here we find him pondering and conversing with the prophet Nathan. Imagine the moment, the king and the prophet talking inside of the cedar palace. And we hear the encouraging words of the prophet, the words of affirmation that the presence of the Lord is over the anointed David. The Lord took David from the pasture when he was a young boy and nobody was noticing him. Nobody thought he was king material, but the Lord did. And when he's chosen, he selected, he's brought out from the background of the movie. All his siblings, all his brothers were much more stately in many ways, but it is David that the Lord has chosen. So are you in a similar situation that God has planted a dream in your heart that he has made a promise, that he has said something to you, he has entrusted a mission, and those around you do not trust that you can do it or they don't see you. Being seen is one of the most beautiful gifts of life, and Nathan here is reinforcing that with David seeing him completely. And what is David pondering about? He says, I live in a cedar palace and the Lord is dwelling in a tent. The art of the the Ark of the um, Covenant that contained the first tabernacle where the tablets and the manna from the desert and the and the and Aaron's uh, rod were kept. And so he's wanting to build a palace. The Lord will tell him later, we know that he's not allowed to build it because he is a warrior, and that will come to pass with King Solomon, David's son. But in the conversation that Nathan has with the king, he's reminded that the Lord is with him, and he brings a message from the Lord. The Lord speaks to Nathan at night and, t- and says, Tell my servant that I took him, I made him a commander, I destroyed all the enemies, and now I reveal to him that he will establish a house, and there will be an heir that is raised. The promise continues to be made. We heard it at the garden for Adam and Eve. We heard it with Noah, with Moses, with Abraham first. And now we hear it with David again. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And he will spring from your line. That promise takes several hundred years to come to fruition, but the Lord works at those promises. So if he has planted a mission in your heart, if he has given you a plan that he intends for you to act on, then he will be there for you like he was for David, like he was for Moses. It doesn't mean that the the path will be easy. It doesn't mean that there will be obstacles, difficulties, enemies that might spring up. But the Lord will be with you. He promises that when he entrusts something to us and he is bringing about his salvation in our own life, the way he's brought it out through the years and through generations, the Lord will deliver. Let us go into Psalm 89 a little bit where we learn to pray 
in this idea of beholding that was so clear for King David. He knew how to behold the Lord in the singing, in the dancing, in the conversations, and in the way that he put God first as he moved through life. It doesn't mean that he didn't commit grievous errors because he did, and he had to ask forgiveness from the Lord. But in the Psalms, we learn to pray. So let's go to Psalm 89. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord is a beautiful refrain in today's Psalm 89. The promises of the Lord I will sing forever. If you are keeping a journal and you have a section where you're writing the promises that God has made for you, that maybe you have found from a retreat or maybe you have found from the readings of the day or maybe it is a dream that God planted and made very clear for you that that, that was what he wanted or perhaps you are actually looking for the dream and you don't know what it is. Sing the goodness of the Lord. The more we focus on the gratitude, on what the Lord has provided for us, the more those ideas get clear in our mind. By putting ourselves in the presence of the Lord, our mind becomes molded to his presence. Through all generations, my mouth shall proclaim your faithfulness, says the psalm. For you have said, my kindness established forever. God stands over all the generations, over all the historical periods, and he knows that it's going to take time to bring about the Savior. And we see that happening in today's readings, that the promise made to David is now brought on to Mary for her to say yes. Throughout the generations, we know that it requires the engagement and the assent of each one of the individuals. The psalm continues, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I've sworn to David, my servant, forever will I confirm your posterity and establish your throne for generations. The Lord works across centuries to deliver his promise, and he needs the engagement of everybody that comes into the story. And not everybody agrees, and not everybody participates in a positive way. There are many traitors, that are betrayers, that are people that are simply cruel, evil, they chose the, the wrong path. But those that know that the Lord is in action in their lives and in the lives of the individuals that are choosing to be in covenant with God, then they and us can sing forever the goodness of the Lord. We can say, you are my father, my God, the rock, my savior, forever I will maintain my kindness towards you. And that is a promise that God makes for us as well. In Romans 16, the second reading for today, we can use this as a refrain as well because God will strengthen us. He's made a promise and then he doesn't leave us alone. He walks with us. He gives us hints and clues along the way so that we find the way. We're not always ready for the door to open completely. Sometimes we need to be prepared. That's the whole point of Advent, that in the life of the Spirit, in our virtues, in our alignment of mind, will, emotions to do the will of God, we have to polish parts of us, our understanding, our commitment, our desire. There are so many parts to a human being that Sometimes we're working on our imagination or our memory. Sometimes we're working on emotions like grief 
you know, some something may have happened in this pandemic that requires that you align another emotion like anxiety or perhaps you're swinging with emotions that are uh, sad and you're having to find a way to come out from those. These refrains from the Psalms and from the Gospel are powerful because the Word of God is active and alive. And when we use it, we're using the power of the Word of God in our lives to dispel darkness, to dispel error, to dispel confusion, to dispel anger. We can use these words, forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord, or it is in you, Lord, that I find my strength. You are my Father, my God, my Rock, my Savior. You strengthen me, Lord. So let us now go to the words again of Our Lady, who gives the great yes through whom all salvation becomes the, the full manifestation, the true beholding that we are pondering this week as we approach Christmas. Let's go into Luke. We return again to Luke 1, and we are once more in this Advent listening to the words of the angel to Mary. And today we are paying attention to the word behold, this word that says, here it is, it is happening, God is in action, I am coming with news that this Holy Spirit will cover you and you will conceive a son, he will be God's son and he's asking you for your assent, do you want to be this key player in the history of salvation? The angel uses the word behold, this sort of bracketing of something that is about to happen. And Mary takes on the same word, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. I am here. I am ready. The angel uses the word behold also for mentioning Elizabeth, who is about to have a child as well in her old age. So there's this framing of action that is about to happen. So let us apply that for our life. Let us hold the frame around the things that matter most and behold them. Let us behold them by slowing down, by making ourselves available, by pondering like Mary ponders, like David ponders. Mary is pondering with the angel. David is pondering with Nathan. Who do you have in your life that you can ponder with? Because sometimes in the journey, it helps to reflect with someone else, to be able to get the same encouragement that David was getting from Nathan. And here the angel comes to say, you are full of grace. You have found grace in, before the Lord. And Mary, knowing that is a confusing message if you are a young woman and you know that this means trouble, that you will assent. We don't always have clarity for the mission that we are interested in every detail, but sometimes we know just the next step. So as we take the next step, let us put ourselves in the presence of our Father and say, Heavenly Father, let us give you an ascent just like Mary gives you an ascent. Let us open our heart and our mind to hear your angels, to hear our guardian angel, to converse with those around us that can guide us in the way of the Spirit like Nathan and David did for each other. Allow us to behold in this fourth week of Advent. Allow us to behold the coming of your Son. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, that you help us slow down, that you help us notice, that you help us listen and pay attention. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under the inner room emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.